We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv an unmatched dual threat. What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast, the post-game podcast edition. I am your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. And the Thunder have just lost to the Phoenix Suns for Game 6 in the bubble, 128-101. to Before we dive into this one, I want to take a quick moment to tell you guys that we are a proud member of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of BoomtownHoops.com. Again, the Thunder drop to the Phoenix Suns, the the scorching hot 6-0 Phoenix Suns, 128-101 to in the bubble in a game that I personally was really excited about this game because of how hot Phoenix was, because of the matchups across the board. But that excitement for this game got sucked out of the air pretty quickly this morning when it was announced that the Thunder would not be playing Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Danilo Gallinari, Steven Adams, Nerlens Noel, and then obviously Dennis Schroeder still not with the team. Uh, although I don't I don't know if he's in the bubble. 
He might be down there quarantining now. Uh, that information is not clear to me. On the Thunder broadcast today, they said something about him expecting to play on Friday. And for that to be the case, I believe he would have to be in the bubble now and quarantine in his hotel room for four days. So we will see on that. But the Thunder down three starters, their sixth man, and their bench center, who's a big part of their team, kind of just took the air out of the sails in this game before tip-off even happened. And then as we progress closer to tip-off, it also comes out that Phoenix Suns young center DeAndre Ayton missed his COVID test on Sunday and would not be playing in this game. So it seemed like a lot of star power was going to be missing. The Thunder were only going to have two of their regular starters, Chris Paul and Lou Dort, on the court. They ended up starting Abdul Nader, Darius Baisley, and Mike Muscala along with those two backcourt players today. And then off the bench had just a smorgasbord of people, just random guys. <laughs> they started pulling out. Because, I mean, they had really no – Thunder had no size and no ball handlers today. And so that makes the game very, very difficult. And then once the game starts, it gets even weirder as it gets reported that DeAndre Ayton missed his test on Sunday but took his test on Monday. And once that, I guess, the test result came back, once he was cleared, he could come and join the team. So halfway through the first quarter, we find out that DeAndre Ayton is on a bus from the hotel to the arena to suit up and play. So never went through pregame walk-around, warm-ups, anything like that, showed up and was able to play in the second half. Now, for the Thunder, uh, having Ayton play in the second half maybe not the best because at the first half, the Thunder played great after one quarter, or sorry, not the second half of the second quarter. After the first quarter, Thunder were up 37 to 23 and just absolutely lighting it up, uh, shooting the ball well, running great offense. Things looked awesome. And then the second quarter happened and it went downhill from there. Okay, so again, Thunder outscored the Suns 37 to 23 in quarter one. Quarter two, the Thunder get outscored 27 to 42. Quarter three, the Thunder get outscored 17 to 33. And then quarter four, 20 to 30. So just an awful, awful game after the first quarter. And in my notes here, I have that this game looked similar to the Memphis game. And it looked similar to the Memphis game in the sense that a great first quarter, hot shooting start, and then you just fall off a freaking cliff after that. But I think the circumstances and the context behind that fall off are much different. Against Memphis, the Thunder just played bad. Against the Suns, the Thunder were down a lot of players, right? So the first half, you had Chris Paul out there most of the time. You had Darius Baisley out there most most of the time. Mike Muscala was hitting his shots. But then when the second quarter started, you brought in the bench guys. You brought in the Deontay Burtons. You brought in the, uh, the Devin Halls. You brought in... Um, you know, you, you shift Baisley over to center. Um, Hamadou Diallo was in there. Andre Robertson comes in. And not a lot of scoring punch. So the Thunder kind of got worse in the second quarter where the Suns brought in DeAndre Ayton and got much better. And the Thunder really struggled from that point on. And it, it was it was kind of sad to see because they started the game so hot, you thought, man, they, they have a chance to do this against this red-hot Suns team, even though they're so underhanded and they don't have anybody available, and then it just kind of all fell apart. So different from the Memphis game, I think in the context, I also thought the Thunder looked energized and engaged, 
The problem just was there wasn't that many great players on the court for the Thunder, right? You can be playing hard, but when the other team has more talent and they're playing hard, the other team's going to win. That's just that's just how it works. It also is not beneficial when your best player in your team, Paul or Chris Paul, goes for 14 points on three of nine shooting, one of five from three. He did hit all seven of his free throws, five assists, seven rebounds, or seven, five, I got those flipped, five rebounds, seven assists, which are good, but four turnovers and a minus 16 in the game. Uh, just not great for Chris Paul. He tried to get himself going. He tried to hit some pull-ups and some some deep threes and, and just try to find that rhythm, and he couldn't and didn't have enough supporting help around him to really push him over the edge. And so the, the team just struggled on both sides of the ball. Again, I don't think it was because of a lack of effort or energy or engagement. I just think it's because uh, you played guys like Devin Hall 14 minutes, and you played Kevin Hervey 12 minutes, and you played Abdul Nader 25 minutes, and you played Deontay freaking Burton 32 minutes. And when that happens, uh, you're just going to struggle. It's just the nature of the beast. It's the nature of the NBA. Uh, Chris Paul, when your best player plays like that and you don't have a guy like Shea or Gallo or somebody out there to pick up the slack or Dennis, this is what it looks like. And it's not very fun. But I'm going to try in this episode to counteract every negative with a positive. So Chris Paul playing bad, negative. Here's the positive. Darius Baisley, 22 points on 8 of 16 shooting, 50% from the floor, 50% from 3, 4 of 5 on free throws, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, and a block. Baisley has found his confidence. He's found his rhythm, his groove. The jump shot is falling. And it's been fun to watch him have back-to-back 20-point games. And you hope you can continue to see that happen because Baisley has the length, the size, the athleticism to be a really good player. He is getting better defensively. It's I think it's a struggle for him to match up against some of these bigs whenever the Thunder throw him out at center, uh, obviously so. But, I mean, he was switching on to Devin Booker today. He was guarding Mikel Bridges at times. He was guarding Cam Johnson. Um, and, you know, those guys made shots. But I think Darius's fundamentals defensively, his, his discipline defensively, just continues to impress. And as he starts to find that offensive rhythm, and finds his stroke and kind of finds his game. The one thing I think he struggles with offensively is finishing at the rim. He gets blocked a lot. He gets ripped a lot because he holds the ball so low for such a big guy. But as he continues to progress there, I think he's got a chance to be a really good like wing rotation player in the league. And that's really good for a guy that you get at 24th in the draft. So Baisley, although Chris Paul had a bad night, Baisley had a good night and I want to kind of counteract that negative with that positive there. So shout out to Darius Baisley. We'll see what he does in, their, in the Thunder's next game when they go up against the Miami Heat. So guys, before I move on and continue breaking down this game, I want to take a quick moment and tell you about a couple of our sponsors here at the Uncontested. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday are coming back in the NFL. With NFLSundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live, out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices. Plus, Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels never miss your favorite team and your favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. And use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. 
Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code BLUEWIRE. Have you ever heard of DealDash.com? It's the best and most honest bidding site where you can win things you never expect at a price you never believe. They have over a thousand auctions every day on electronics, appliances, beauty products, home decor, even cars. And here's how it works. It's just like an auction, but every item starts at $0 and only goes up one cent every time you bid. That means every time you bid, everyone else has 10 seconds to answer or the item is yours. If you go ahead and buy now, DealDash is offering our listeners an extra 100 free bids upon sign-up on top of all the other discounts you get. Just go to DealDash.com and use the offer code UNCONTESTED or DealDash.fm slash UNCONTESTED. That's D-E-A-L-D-A-S-H dot F-M slash UNCONTESTED. All right, so back to this game. I've been looking at positives and negatives. Uh, this one's kind of a net neutral, I guess. I just thought it was interesting that Abdul Nader got the start today. I mentioned that at the top of the podcast. But Abdul Nader, with the absence of everybody, started over Hamadou Diallo, um, who has been soaking up a lot of those wing minutes. Now, this may just be something as far as, like, you know, the Thunder wanted more shooting out there, especially with Lou Dort. Um, so they went with Nader and they, and they like Hami off the bench. I don't think there's much to read in as far as like Nader's ahead of Hami or Hami's ahead of Nader. Uh, so that's just a kind of a net neutral, just an interesting nugget that I thought was, was important. Um, but what is important is that I mentioned it earlier, Deontay Burton, 32 minutes tonight. If that's not a big, uh, development, what is maybe even more surprising is that Burton got in before Terrence Ferguson and played nearly double his minutes. Burton got in before Ferguson and Robertson. Now, we've known Ferg has been struggling. He hasn't been getting many minutes. He's just not playing well. Deontay Burton was bad. Two points, zero five shooting, two of two from the free throw line, three rebounds, a turnover, three fouls. That's his stat line, minus 18. And he got cooked on pretty much every defensive assignment he had, whether he was on Booker or Cam Johnson or Mikael Bridges or Ricky Rubio or Cameron Payne. It doesn't matter. He just got annihilated. And so it's interesting that he played that bad, but the coaching staff still gave him that burn over Ferguson and over Robertson. I don't know if there's something to read in there, read into there as far as like, is he farther ahead than those guys? I think Robertson of those three is the most likely to log playoff minutes. But if they are wanting to play Burton more than Ferg, that's a really bad omen for Terrence Ferguson. That means things are not looking good at all. And that's worrisome because I mean, this time last year, Ferguson was playing great and we were firing off hot takes about how Ferguson might be averaging 15, 16 points a game. And he just fell off a cliff. And so if Burton is is better than Ferg right now in the coaching staff's eyes, that's a problem. And that makes me wonder if Ferguson is going to be on this team next year. I don't think they're going to extend him uh, an extension, extend him an extension. Um, It's not redundant at all. I don't know if they plan on bringing him back, but just because he's been so bad, so bad. Um, I've already mentioned, you know, but the, the team just fell apart. 
They fell apart defensively, and I think DeAndre Ayton was a was a massive part in that. Even though Ayton's stat line uh, isn't like a jump off the page, looks incredible type of stat line, ten points uh, on five of ten shooting, six rebounds, and an assist. Or no, sorry, not an assist, and a turnover. But he was a plus twenty two, and and that tells you all you need to know. I mean, he whenever he showed up, he played seventeen minutes and was a plus twenty two. It just changed the dynamic of his of the game. His screens. Uh, his rebounding, his physicality to demand a double team down low, which opened up swing passes where the Phoenix Suns could whip the ball around the top of the key and ended up in an open shooter's hands. Uh, it just completely changed the trajectory of this game. And I so wanted to see, you know, the Lou Dort versus Devin Booker, the Chris Paul versus Ricky Rubio, Shea Gilgis Alexander versus Mikael Bridges, Adams versus uh, DeAndre Ayton. And we didn't get any of that today. And so that kind of sucks. But I also got to say the Suns are just super confident, man. Like they, you can tell that this bubble has done something for them and they feel like they belong. They are aggressive. They're, they move the ball. They play good defense and they, they just believe in what they're doing. And I think part of that is the Suns. I think part of it is that those players, but you have to give it up to Monty Williams who I think is a great man and an even... No, sorry. He's a great coach, an even better man. He He's an awesome, awesome guy. And the way he coaches and the way he mentors and develops not only players but young men is commendable in this league. And I think he's got them believing. And, damn it, we should be believing in the Suns with how they're playing right now. If we look at the standings in the West, the Phoenix Suns, after today's win now are at 32-39, and 39, uh, a half game behind the Portland Trail Blazers and a full game behind the Memphis Grizzlies. It feels like we're hurtling closer and closer to that Phoenix versus Portland play-in game, which is going to be absolutely fascinating. Think about this. What if Phoenix has to win their final two to get to that play-in tournament, but they're number nine and Portland is number eight? That means Portland only has to win one game against Phoenix, and Phoenix has to win two games against Portland. There's a chance Phoenix ends up in the playoffs because they go 10-0 and in games in the bubble. That would be insane, and I'm kind of here for it. I hope it happens, honestly, because I think it would be really fun to see that happen. But the Suns, they're just they're super confident. They, they know what they want to do. They're riding on the back of Devin Booker. Again, Mikael Bridges has been phenomenal. DeAndre Ayton has been awesome. And they're doing all this without Kelly Oubre Jr. You know, even campaigns playing great for them. So shout out to the Suns. I, I'm personally, I'm pulling for them to make the playoffs. I just think it'd be a fun storyline. They're a fun team to watch. And I think the Suns are setting themselves up for some expectations next season. Whenever Booker and Ayton and Bridges and Oubre are all a year older, Cam Johnson's a year older, Dario Saric, who, who's been playing well for them, you know, has a little more experience. Get all those guys back. Suns could be interesting next year. Now the West is going to be a bloodbath, so who knows if they make the playoffs. But the Suns, the Suns could have a decent team next year, and that's that's pretty interesting, pretty exciting. Speaking of the standings, as we kind of come down to the end of the podcast here, and I'm I'm making this one quick because we dropped a podcast literally like less than 24 hours ago, so I don't want to overload you guys. But the Thunder currently sit at fifth in the West. Uh, 43 and 27. They are a half game up on the Utah Jazz, who only have one game left. And the Thunder are a game and a half behind the Houston Rockets for the four seed. 
whenever I look at these standings, guys, so I want to make sure I'm breaking this down correctly. If Utah wins their eighth and final game in the bubble, they'll be at 44 and 28. If the Thunder, the th- at that point, the Thunder would have to lose both their final games to fall behind the Jazz to six. Because if they're tied with the Jazz, the Thunder own the tiebreaker. So I think OKC has to go 0-2 to fall to 6. If the Thunder win their next two and the Rockets, for some reason, lose their next three or whatever, the Thunder might be able to jump up to 4. But being 4 or 5 doesn't really matter. It looks like if the Thunder end up at 4 or 5, they're playing Houston. And if they end up at 6, they're playing the Nuggets. I really don't see a way... That Thunder and and Oklahoma or Oklahoma City Thunder and the Utah Jazz play in the playoffs in the four five matchup unless Houston drops all three of their next games and the Jazz win their final one. I think the odds on that are pretty low. So as of today on August tenth at five thirty p.m., if you made me bet, I'm betting that the, it's going to be Thunder Rockets. Um, but I also wouldn't be surprised if it's Thunder Nuggets in the first round of the playoffs. We've talked about this a lot. My preference is the Nuggets. I, I think the Rockets are a little more scary. I would rather have the Nuggets, um, but neither are are really ideal. Also looks from the standings, the Thunder may not be keeping their first round pick this year. They're currently tied for 21st. I think the Thunder would have to lose their next two to fall back and get their first round pick that is owed to Philadelphia this year. I believe that's correct. Um, and if the Thunder lose their next two and Denver and Dallas wins their next two, the Thunder could realistically fall to seven and be playing the Clippers. You really don't want that. So it's going to be interesting to kind of see where everything slots up. We still don't, there's a lot of things that are still fuzzy here. We don't know where everything's going to perfectly align. So we're just gonna have to wait and see. Um, but this last week of bubble games should be a blast. Speaking of, as I log out of here and let you guys get on with your day, uh, a few programming notes for Oklahoma City and their final games here in the bubble. Wednesday against Miami at 7. As soon as that game is over, we will hit you guys with a post-game podcast. It'll drop late that evening, and then you can have it ready for your morning commute on Thursday. And then the Friday game against the Clippers has finally had a tip-off time announced. That will be at 5.30 p.m. Central Time. We will be back with you again after that one for a post-game podcast. And then over the weekend, we will have our playoff preview podcast. So be on the lookout for that as well. Make sure you're subscribed to wherever you get your podcasts. That way you can get all these episodes right as we drop them. We appreciate all the love and and everyone that's listening right now. If if you're new to the Uncontested and you haven't checked us out before, really hope you're enjoying what you're hearing. Again, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Drop a five-star rating while you're at it. We'll be back with you guys again late Wednesday night. Have a great rest of your week, at least your, your Tuesday and Wednesday. Please wear your mask, and we will be back with you soon. Thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran. Marvelous Marvin Hagler and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.